Leaping forward bionically. Welcome to the Geek Down, our special Inmates Takeover episode. As you can see, Pat is not here, and I'm not saying we tied him up and left him in the basement, but Pat's not here. So, today we have the Ghost Rider Destroys Universe comic. Um, I'll be doing a quick review of Adam's Family. We'll be talking about Joker and Raising Dion, the new Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today in the studio, we have Amanda and Amanda Panable Banda. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I'm the Thriller Priest. And of course, y'all, I'm Shay, here every week. <laughs> and your inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> so much. Because this is that exactly how he titles them. Oh, God. So is this... when he's not here, that's how he titles them. And it's so like... are we kind of like... <laughs> Like he's Batman and we're like all the art his villains in Arkham Asylum essentially. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So let's start by talking about Ghost Rider destroys Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's cosmic not even, Ghost Rider. Not oh, even yeah. regular. It's How cosmic about Ghost it Rider. gets so one, it's a little meta, but I get it. it. It's supposed to be. But it just gets more and more jumbled. And it's I'm like just a like... snowball of of events that just keep piling mm-hmm. up on each other. And eventually you start realizing that maybe these these stories, because Cosmic Ghost Rider is literally himself from the future, but kind of also the past. He's supposed to be stuck in the past. Because he was the Punisher. And then he makes a deal with Galactus. And, and he, becomes he becomes the Herald. Go- <laughs> <laughs> so that's where he gets cosmic powers. And then he decides to also make a deal with Thanos, which gives him even more powers. Mm-hmm. But I actually really, I really kind of found the the stories being further, further embellished. Because he's telling his son, who, and he's posing as his, as his like, uncle. Grand, his uncle. His uncle. Um, all these stories about how he's part of the Fantastic Five, but then, like, he was too powerful and, like, had to be, like, had it's to not, go on his own. And it's not that they see kicked him, you out. Right. Anything. But you, you clearly see that he's lying about what he's saying and in, <laughs> in all these stories. And... It's, it's just really funny. And they really kind of take a page out of Deadpool here. Exactly what it's doing. It's exactly making mm-hmm. fun oh, of Oh, no. And they acknowledge it because they come across Deadpool and Deadpool's like, you're kind of stealing my shtick here. Um, <laughs> oh, but you don't break the fourth wall, so at least I still have something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's like... done very well. It's beautifully drawn, beautifully illustrated. Great story. I mean, it's... I'm not sure. I wouldn't say it's for kids no, at oh, all. Absolutely not at all. Uh, very well, much like the Deadpool um, was Deadpool destroys Marvel and he's yeah. just going around slaughtering everybody. Like oh, you said, yeah. with the um, with with his his shtick. You know, that's really <laughs> what it is. Seeing old Frank Castle with cosmic powers, ghost riding through this whole thing. I thought it was great. He's, I thought it was such, great he's such a like neighborhood bro character. Yes, that you just kind of see him like. I, in situations that are just maybe a little too sophisticated for him, where he just just kind of runs palm all through it, and it's just like, um, no, dude, we need to do it this way. No, no, it'll be fine. No, dude, it won't be fine. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. And what does he do? Cause a bunch of havoc and craziness. Yep. Like, I just like how calm he is when when he's first talking to um, Galactus. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't. 
look, you, we're going to be pals. This is like completely cool. And he's like, I do kind of sense myself in you. He's like, mm, don't like the way you said that. But like, yeah, like, we're going to be tight. How about, how about, how about oh you God. not eat Earth and like go check out this like Skrull planet? It's like tasty. They're really spicy over there. You like these spicy peps? <laughs> go over there. And like Silver Surfer is like such a weenie. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, the way he characterizes. Because I get it. It's his perspective. And, and he's like, an unreliable narrator, oh, completely. <laughs> yes. Really unreliable Can't narrator. trust him. Um, it's like, I just want to be your friend, Gal Galleon. Like, call like, me Galactus. You can't call me by my like actual he, name. He, they turned him into the look at me, Senpai character. Oh, completely. He's <laughs> like, Senpai Galactus, notice me. It's like, oh no. <laughs> it was, it's. It's enjoyable. I got some serious good laughs out of this. And and I've never really been, like I appreciated the Punisher and I also appreciated Ghost Rider, but I never really fell into any of any of those stories. Yeah. I actually think just for like a fun little, you know, side trip into comic book land that this is something that I would continue to read. Yeah, no, it's pretty... Just for the laughs. Yeah, I no, agree, same here, same here. I mean, I didn't really start getting to the Punisher till way late after the games. I thought his I thought his character was just so overblown growing up. He's just like, okay, yeah. Oh yeah. The, skull, blah, blah, the mob killed your family and blah, now blah, you're like blah, a blah. sad, sad, angry yeah. man. Okay. Mm -hmm. like you're Batman with no finesse. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It really wasn't until watching the Netflix scene um Blumenthal portray him. And I really started liking him a little bit more. Also. Was that the guy who played yeah. Shane on... Exactly. Uh... exactly. He, he's a good punter. And I was right? like, you know what? I like him a lot. So reading this, I'm picturing him. Oh, so I'm like, enough. you know what? Yeah. I, I like this. Like, I'm, I'm growing. The, the Punisher's growing on me. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. No, definitely. So I definitely see this being being uh, a trade that I will follow. Like, I will follow through this line a little bit more. Just, just for the sheer fun of it. Like, they're not trying to be serious about this. If you want something serious read something else not this yeah. not this not not one of these destroy the universe things for marvel because they're almost always comedic and it's usually deadpool well mm -hmm. i think it's a, a matter of they they want to they're breaking the marvel universe like they're well, like yeah. they're poking fun at marvel and not necessarily the yeah, universe as a mm -hmm. as a whole yeah mm -hmm. it's kind of like when disney kind of makes fun of itself sort of yeah sort of <laughs> but anyway so i mean in terms of cosmic ghost rider like i'm giving it a thumbs up yeah I'm, I'm same here thumbs i'm going up. back for seconds and Absolutely. thirds yeah me too like that, for sure that was a fun series <laughs> I, I i genuinely laughed during the give whole time. me more the of dialogue. that please that yeah was good. the dialogue was really good <laughs> all right since i was the only one who saw this i'm gonna give like a quick review on Adam's family mm -hmm. um so they're they've made and yet another reboot of the Adam's family franchise <laughs> and you know what I liked it but this um, time it's Pixar right no, no. but it's animated it's, it's definitely animated. animated yes it's animated it has a really interesting cast like Charlie Theron is Morticia um mm, okay Oscar Isaacs is Gomez also the girl from Kick-Ass is, yeah, is Wednesday she's Wednesday so like it has a um really interesting cast um even Snoop Dogg is in it he's cousin it got it yeah. nice there, there's well I mean like... I'm not too surprised at that because I think in I don't know if it was Adam's family I think it was during the uh, ballroom scene at the mm -hmm. end when the, the people are trying to get to the, the vault. 
at one point you see it and he's kind of like smoking and like you see some like smoke come out from underneath his fur yeah, like, so, so, so you're like oh yeah, yeah. he shows up in full the pimp, pimp for yeah. he has the pimp cane <laughs> the cane the ring the little hat like he's baller he got, he got the gators on nice. like he steps out of his pimp like uh, essentially a pimp mobile because mm-hmm. it's like a it's yeah. the it mobile. Yeah, no, like it, it is. It is the classic pimp mobile. He mm-hmm. comes out, you know, like he's only this tall. <laughs> but no, um, all in all, I think it was a pretty good movie. Was I it was like amazed. a serious reboot, like of the first yeah, movie, or was def- it like a whole new story it, altogether? No, I think they were trying to align closer to the original comics okay. from oh, the New Yorker okay. back in the day. Um, which I could see that it's definitely not a clone from. The 90s movies. Okay. Definitely. Because okay. for once, there's a Gomez that's not trying to be Raul Julia. So that's. Uh, I yeah, appre- yeah. And I appreciate that. Me too. Um, you have so too many that, actors trying to be other yeah, actors. Yeah, like don't mm-hmm. do your own thing. Um, so in, the setup's a little different how you meet the Adams, but there was a lot of little sight gags and Easter eggs, like to the original show, mm-hmm. to the old movies, like pretty mm-hmm. much every iteration of, like, they. I feel like was represented mm-hmm. um the overall plot i'm gonna say was a little paint by numbers it wasn't a super interesting plot because i mean the whole thing about adam's family is about like super acceptance yes so yeah that's the story you got mm-hmm. you, you they got them living in their spooky mansion and then down the hill from them a town springs up mm-hmm. and all this when they drain the swamp the fog goes away and they can see the unsightly manor at the top of the hill Um, and so the villain of the piece which is essentially one of those like extreme um home flipper people like you just see on like (laughs) (laughs) oh she just wants to open up that mansion yeah yeah get rid of that load-bearing wall open up this space (laughs) yeah yeah and they she she does offer them a home makeover they're like no we're good it's like mm-hmm. we, we like our house. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the ghost and all of that tells them to get out every morning. Um <laughs> But yeah, like it feels very much like the Adams family. It is like without giving any spoilers away, like mm-hmm. Wednesday Bugly's supposed to be about thirteen in this one. Yeah. Wednesday's supposed to be about like probably like fourteen four she'd have to be like fourteen because she's supposed to be in middle school. So yeah. <laughs> I mean you could stay back. And be older yeah, in but, school. Not, yeah. not that I know any. Wednesday's that. That has evolved to her being excelling at whatever she wants, and Wednesday is probably the best part of this movie. Right. Like, she I think goes, she, her and Morticia were like the standout. Well, I mean, and Raul Julia, obviously, were kind of the standouts yeah. from the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they gave Absolutely. Pugsley more of a personality, but he's still probably one of the weaker links in the family, um, as far as characterization in the whole exactly. movie. Exactly. But Wednesday's little, um, Wednesday's having about a teenage rebellion, essentially. Um, she wants to shock her mother and her mother, and, and, and honestly, and she And by does. shocking her mother, does she, like, dye her hair blonde and, like, wear pink? Oh, or... she does wear pink. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I'm terrified! Wow. Like, wow. Yes, it terrifies her mother as well. Oh, my gosh. Um, they make an it joke, like, in the beginning, because Wednesday shows up with a balloon, and she's like, usually there's a murderous clown attached to me. nice Nice. um so yeah like it it's a cute movie 
I think the biggest things for me is that I could hear one of the um other people in the movie theater behind me and it was one making me feel super old um because they weren't there was there's so this has so many references and again references that are applicable specifically to the Adams family yes um and things and I'm hearing the people in the background not getting the references and I'm just like god mm. how old am I <laughs> Um, that I'm getting all these references and these people are, or like the kids, um, not knowing who the Adams family are because they've been out of public circulation long enough that there's a whole new generation who doesn't really know. And this is like their first exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and, okay. and it's funny because I was watching somebody else's review for it and they were like, why are you introducing them? Like, we don't already know who they are. And I thought to myself, those people in the theater I was in. It's like this movie is not are. for the people who have grown up with the Adams family. No, this, this is, is more for, for the new generations yes, who don't is, know them. Yes, this is for people who are getting acquainted for the first time. And this version is good. I mean, other does, than the... does the movie end itself in a way that we could see a sequel? Do they, yeah. do they, or is as it kind of a close, close knit as enough? As much as the original one did. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's kind of true. It like really they figured did. out a way, and to be fair, the sequel. The sequel of the 90s version would have been better if they focused more on the camp storyline and less on Fester's storyline. But Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I actually think I have to jump on the other side because I, I actually really liked, from the 90s sequel movie, Debbie as a villain. Well, see, that's the thing. I think they should have flipped it. I think that... That should have been the storyline from the first movie? No, I think that... That should have been the B plot, where the, 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 the camp is the A plot. I agree. Yeah. Okay, I agree. Like, Alrighty. Like her bigger issue was to get the kids out of the way and to find that and see what you know what they I mean, have I, to go through. Debbie, or, if, or if top she, notch villain, right? Or if she was personally mm-hmm. doing aiding in their misery at camp would mm-hmm. have to okay. me helped more because I feel like the weaker part of the, that movie was when you only focused on her relationship with Fester. And right. Like, Good this point. is more fun. I mean, it's just by virtue of the design of the family. I mean, the family dynamics leads itself to have Wednesday, um, and mostly Wednesday, really be the focal point. I mean, yeah. you think Adam's family, the first person you typically think about is Wednesday. Yeah. I would argue that. Um, like Gomez, a- too, because of the look, but just her deadpan and her, her character as a whole. So I agree with you 100% that yeah. I remember seeing the second one. I'm kind of like, this is kind of weird. They're not spending nearly as much time on her yeah. and mostly all of it all. And her just Augusta. putting her Wednesday vibes exactly. all over that camp. Exactly. Yeah. And like, in oh the God, whole, that smile like, scene that, still yes. creeps me out to this yeah. day. <laughs> and to me, and they did some of that in this movie. Like they mm-hmm. took Wednesday, you know, getting acquainted with the outside world mm-hmm. and, you know, her, her clashes with like, bullies and the status quo like mm-hmm. that was a bigger part of this movie okay not, still not the main focus mm-hmm. but i'm like it was given a little bit more time yeah and i'm like and those are my favorite parts and i like those parts the most and those are probably the most laugh out loud parts okay oh now i feel like i i think i sat on the fence for this because obviously coming from reading reading the little comics from the new yorker mm-hmm. seeing the cartoon that sunday that saturday sunday yep. morning cartoon yep. of the mm-hmm. adams family and then seeing the movies that i have nostalgia glasses and i yeah. and i'm kind of a a, a a meanie about what i will accept and what i won't accept into my my personal fandom bank in my brain yes. and my heart mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know i wasn't sure 
And I mean, you have now piqued my interest enough that I would want to go and see this for myself and 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 be more fair. Yeah, I won't <laughs> lie. Like, this mm-hmm. is definitely probably meant for slightly younger children, but I won't say That's that there was thought. no like enjoyment for an adult. I was um, pleasantly amused the whole time. I may have not been out loud laughing, but I was pleasantly amused. And I don't know if anybody feels like that's a bad connotation or not, but for me, I just got to watch it and enjoyed myself. Like I grew up loving the Addams Family. I've probably watched just about every iteration that there ever was, even the musical. Oh, <laughs> have you seen it? No, I've no. not seen the musical. And I think the timing of them bringing this out in October also very genius to roll into Halloween. Because that's the other thing. Uh, As far as spooky fair for kids, there really hasn't been much other than the Hotel Transylvania um, franchise for the last couple years. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we did get the, the scary stories to read in the dark. Yeah, but you younger children couldn't watch that. Yeah. No, that's very true. <laughs> there were some adults in, in like the viewing I saw that were like, like oh. that's like a movie you take your like preteen to or like your teenage your young teenager maybe. Yeah, true. But mm-hmm. this one, like I wouldn't have taken my eight year old. This I could take my eight year old to. Okay. Um and so yeah, so this is would be a fine movie to take your kids to or any kid in your life um, for like Halloween. Not any kid, like a kid that you know. Don't be snatching kids to the movies. <laughs> like You'll when, get arrested. When you have legitimate access to. Like, don't just pick random children. <laughs> I feel like that shouldn't have been something that had to be said, but... It, but just in case. But you know, you <laughs> Don't steal children. <laughs> <laughs> just in case someone says, well, the person on the show I watched said I could... I help. could just take mm. your kid to I the movies. That. This would be <laughs> Acceptable movie to take your kid to. With permission, you could take children to movies if they're not yours. Um, but yeah, no, this would be a great Halloween movie for kids this year. Um, it's not the kind of movie that a parent would be bored out of their mind seeing. So it, all in all, I give it a thumbs up and definitely recommend. That's awesome. All right. All right, let's talk about Joker. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I thought it hit all the points it needed to hit. Um, there were... I've read some of the um, the criticism that the movie received. I've seen a lot of criticism, but a part of me yeah. wonders, um, is it warranted? Um, I think overall, that was just great. I think it, it speaks volumes when Joaquin Phoenix received his eight-minute standing ovation. And honestly, I was like, yeah, I could totally see it. Oh, no, he, he did. He did. He did an amazing job. job. I fresh off it, saw it last night. It was just, it was great. I was surprised the show was, I should have been surprised. That show was sold out, but it's one of those been out for about a week now. But no, it was no, jam packed. No. It's still like it's getting a lot of like positive response, and most of the positive response has a lot to do with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I won't like for all the criticisms I've heard about the movie, none of them are for Joaquin Phoenix. I agree. No, he has absolutely no. no they put a caliber actor, I think, mm-hmm. and he and did what, and what a challenging job. role to jump into, knowing that he has, you know, he has this standard to kind of live to mm-hmm. because I mean we've had another Joker before this one that um, paled in comparison well, greatly that, that, uh, he was bitter he was bitter he's so bitter he was so, so, so bitter. mad he was, he was, he was so gonna get like Heath Ledger level like praise he, for his turn and he like... mailed poop to the producer oh. during Wait, he what? sent people yeah, Jared condoms, Leto. and I'm like, yeah. did you? And, use and, a, them? and a poop smear to like the producer during the production of to, somebody, sta- to stay in character. He said somebody like the heads of dead mice. I was like, no, this isn't method acting. This is you being a jerk. 
Get out of here. It's nasty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why I read those read those pieces where he's pissed and bitter and it's not fair to have another Joker in and the Bat verse, the Batman verse. So just like, no, bro, like Your you should have been picked sucks. in the first place. I know you were fresh off your Oscar win um for what was it? Um American Hustle? Dallas Buyers Club, right. Which he was great in. Was, yes. Yeah. It's not that he's a bad actor. That was a bad role. Well, and I mean, it was a bad well, movie. So. The movie was horribly like it was horribly written mm-hmm. there were mm-hmm. massive reshoots oh the mm-hmm. because you so you, you you mm-hmm. put joker in the front of that movie and then you're like but this movie's not supposed to be about joker it's supposed to be about the suicide squad yep. well see that's that so let's was like my take issue them out mm-hmm. was that i can't understand a movie where, where you have harley quinn as the focal point where she's still with the joker i agree and I'm worried because now oh. we're getting Burns of Prey. But that trailer looks good. It looks better. I'm saying mm-hmm. better, not good. Better. I haven't seen Joker yet. Mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing it well after <laughs> after <laughs> this show's been recorded. Um, but is this essentially like the 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 killing joke told in, in no. a movie? Is this like his origin into no. madness? Is this, and this, is, this is... is this like Birdman? Which was that movie with um michael keaton yeah where like he's kind of like weirdly possessed by a character type deal so like give me a give me a little bit of the rundown of the movie so please long and short of it um you meet arthur fleck Mm -hmm. you meet arthur fleck who um he's an aspiring stand-up comedian but um for his nine to five he works as a clown that's the only thing that's from the killing joke okay is that he wanted to be a comedian that he's he's aspiring comedian who's living in um and squalor effectively he's broke and he's poor um that's the only piece from the killing joke everything else it's fresh material okay like um he lives with his mother who has a myriad of issues oh Mm. no oh um Mm. i see that i see the proof in this pudding we're heading into some norman bates situations there oh no um (laughs) okay so he lives with his mother and it's really squalid rundown apartment and i'm pretty sure this is supposed to take place in 81 like the, 81 yeah, 81 new like york it but it's but it's 80s. gotham the story is ter- told from arthur's perspective he's not a reliable narrator got it mm-hmm. um there are a lot of points in the movie where reality breaks okay arthur has a condition where he spontaneously dissolves into laughter which is a real condition yep when he's nervous or upset um, he has no control over it. He can't stop it. Mm-hmm. They hint that he had at at some point been in a mental hospital, and he almost seems like he wishes he was back there because mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to deal with the world. Oh, so it's kind of like recidivism rates in prison. Like you're in prison for yeah. so long, you come out and you don't know how to acclimate back to society, so you find a way to get back in. Yeah, and he only <laughs> even has therapy because of like a government backed program. Um, that also helps pay for his medication, mm-hmm. and he takes quite a few uh, medications. Seven? Yeah. To, Yikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. So the so these breaks in reality is this kind of like when you said that it kind of gave me um, like American Psycho vibes, where you can't really bit, yeah. tell mm-hmm. whether or not it's actually happening or if it's just his his mind. I well, mean, to yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, it's um, I mean, Scorsese was um was greenlit to be one of the producers he was um he was originally on um, past to direct right he mm-hmm. decided um, not to 
Inventor Phillips dug into his catalog, and there's been a lot of comparisons to Taxi Driver. Oh, and yeah. that sort of thing. okay. It's, 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 <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. It takes place in around the same time frame, like yeah. New York okay. around that specific time. I mean, during Reagan's era, during the whole Reaganomics. And so apparently during like, that oh, time, wow. people would just be going crazy. Yeah, Pretty much. Well, because, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean, when, they, yeah. Yeah. You had essentially people blaming poor people for being poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stop being poor. Hey, let's, yeah. let's cut if you just stop being in. poor, you could be like, go be a millionaire. Just which, stop being poor. Which yeah. essentially was indirectly said in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it was like if these um, poor people just pulled themselves by the bootstraps, we wouldn't be ha- we wouldn't have this situation. Sure. When you stop standing on my shoulders, I can do that. I mean, the it presents someone like Thomas Wayne yeah. in, a, in, a, in a manner which you like, I hate this scumbag. Because typically yeah. throughout the comics, like, you know, he's he's Batman's dad who was unfortunately gunned down. He, but we he don't know what kind of man he was before he got murdered. He wanted to be the mayor and change Gotham for the better. But like, they present him as like this, this uppity, rich, elitist scumbag. Um, yeah, who, who just... insults those who are downtrodden? No, yeah, they're no, just like, like wow. Like, like now that's a movie. Why have we had a movie about the Waynes? Like, yeah, well, you get some. I mean, of the you Wayne get some of that in this. You do. <laughs> you don't. You don't really get to meet Martha. She's just kind of there. And gets killed. In yeah. It, so, you know. but, oh well, I mean, we know what happens to that. Yeah. We know their ending. Well, yeah. yeah, and like so, that's the grounding point as far as that this is connected to the Batman mythos and story, and like this is yes. DC that they do call it Gotham. They, um, what you call it, the Waynes are there, and they are like big philanthropists in the city, but clearly also out of like touch, out of touch with reality. With people. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on on the ground. Yes. Um, like you don't really see what happens to actual poor people and what they actually go through. I heard they eat food out of cans. <laughs> <laughs> like like that. Yes. yes. But let's yeah, donate yeah. to the wildlife fund. That will make um, it feel so like, much better. Like or like what like by the like the thirty minute mark maybe? Yeah. In the movie, like Arthur finds out that the funding has been cut for the program that gives him his medication and mm. his um therapy. And did, was that the Wayne's doing? No, I think it's just government. It was government. Oh, okay. Reaganomics. Just I mean, they really treat poor folks like. Okay. I really like movies real. that challenge the mm. the viewer to, you know, put themselves fully immersed into the story and, and try to parse whether or not that this is reality that they are mm-hmm. experiencing or some like psychosis. Um, I think Unsane did something very similar, mm. where like you couldn't tell whether or not the main protagonist was really insane or if like she was clearly being stalked. I know tangent, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but I I like when movies push that boundary. So like, but I've heard that this could be kind of a hard movie to watch. I've a heard a lot of people. More over time, you start realizing that Arthur is not okay. You do sympathize for him and you do feel sorry for him in a lot of instances because yo life keeps kicking him and it won't stop. In, in a literal and figurative sort of way, it's hard for you not to feel for the guy. Yeah, like okay. the first yeah. scene in which you meet him, um. What you call it? He's dressed like a clown. He's dancing on the street because there's a store going out of business, and he's doing the flippy sign. That was thing. all in the um trailer. And then these like random kids just come and they beat the living. I mean, y'all, crap I mean, you see it in the trailer. Like, remember in Killing Joke when Joker said all it takes is one bad day? Yep. Well, oh. He, he, oh. He, yeah. They do use that particular that line, framing that device. Line. Oh. Um, they, they do actually say that. They, he, he's I like, I'm really, having a really, a really bad, bad day. day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, they play off the whole Joker not having a past because he thinks one thing about who he is and he ends up finding, finding out something completely different. But, but like on two occasions though, yeah. like story, story of, like from his, mom. from his mom who he was, then he turns like it's another story. And it's just like, bro, like and then when it's he like, finds who out the truth, you? he finds out he's nobody. And, and yes. that's the truth. Like he has no past Nothing. that he can trace oh, back. Oh, that is deep. And I think that's why it's triggering. Like I'm not even sure how much the violence is triggering. Maybe, maybe not. Because I mean, I didn't think it was that gory. Mm. But I mean, I think you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, how many people do I know that I've treated, that I've, that I've ignored, who have issues, who I might just push off to the side? Yeah, or that I, crazy uncle who lives in the attic and you just don't talk or about. Chicago, or someone you know. who I just thought was creepy, who maybe actually has some real problems. Right. And I think oh. that's why, I think that's why it's received a lot of negative press because folks have to really look at that. And like you said, all the negative press is, it hasn't been about Phoenix and his portrayal. It's been no, like, no, no. oh, you left this part out, you left that part out, oh. or it's been too triggering. Well, it's like, but... Two of the things that I feel like I heard the most about it is one is that apparently a director says something douchey and I'm like, ignore him because he's kind of a douche. Mm -hmm. Like, the director is kind of a douche, so Mm -hmm. ignore him. Okay. But, um, what you call it was some people were like, oh, well, this might inspire copycats. Only if somebody had, I'm like, if somebody has the presence of mind to copy that, then they're crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think the couple of articles that I read, or particularly around the opening week, is that I guess apparently a couple of guys in several different areas during the movie would like get up and would begin to ferociously cheer and clap for the ultra violence in the movie. Oh, that's a little. And it was a little jarring to some folks. I would mm-hmm. imagine, you know. Yeah. And I don't know how yeah. many times those elements happen in the movie, but mm-hmm. apparently like, it's definitely not all the time. But there are definitely moments. Mm-hmm. So Some people are just like, so people are getting yeah. creeped out that you know th- there are people who are um, support, like positively supporting the murder, mm. and it's just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go see this movie well, that's right the off thing. the bat. In the movie, like Arthur, when Arthur finally does commit murder, like Pharrell in the movie, um, it's so justified. Okay. Yep. Um, I and, I, and, I, and it's funny, I was, I was struggling to use the word justified, but I would say, um, I can understand. Okay. I could, de- yeah. I could definitely empathize with Maybe why he does a, it. If I Maybe were having a bad a day, woman would I also and go... Mm-hmm. precipitating events until... Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah. It's like, you could hear the snapping of the twigs, like, oh, I could see why the last twig snapped here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can see again, that progression. Once attacking him for no reason. No, just no reason. And it's like, uh, hey. And yeah. he fires back, literally. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that is essentially who Arthur is. He is this man who is literally falling apart and everybody else is propping him up like, it's a good thing. And only feeding in, which only in turn feeds into the psychosis he's going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Beautiful. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, it was it was, it was was a beautiful movie in, in a visual sense. Yeah. I mean, the soundtrack, uh, the score is going to be beautiful. I mean, the music is amazing. Mm. Um, Definitely more... heightens the situation. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Def- I was uncomfortable Absolutely. most of it. Like I'm all, I'm I was too. I mean, well, that's like... kind of the point, right? They want you to be yes, off kilter going in. Kitchen dot. Like my wife, like grab my legs. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm like, are you okay? She goes, yeah. Like this is so intense. I mean, it I might need to watch Arthur field. when we get home. Maybe some Babar. <laughs> Cut his extreme violence with something soft and plushy. But I mean, because that's a kid. I mean, that's my fun cartoon. Yeah. Gravity Falls, Star vs. Voice of Evil, something. Yeah. I mean, that's my only issue with folks who about the violence, because I'm like, John Wick is way more violent. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so, I mean, stylized violence. It's, it is. It's stylized, it is. and it's also, you, you, just, you can support him because they killed his dog yes, and they took did. his car. They did. 
Oh, oh, speaking of which, Zazie Beats is in this movie. Which was awesome. Oh, yeah. all right. So, uh-huh. like, I'm just Oh, and Robert De Niro. De Niro. Which, yes. Okay, so he plays Mark a Marin late night show. Is also in there, too. Um, kind of like in the vein of, like, Johnny Carson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to me, also, which tipped me off of the kind of era it's supposed to take place yep. in. Because I'm like, that yep. looks like the old Clark uh, Carson studio. It does. And he was gone by the early 90s. So, mm-hmm. it's like, all right. That's definitely where Time stamp. But, I mean, this, this movie as a whole, I mean, I was surprised by Phillips. Um, and his ability to direct something like this. I mean, mind you, this is a guy who did Hangover. <laughs> I think that, and on top of um, the downplay of it being a comic book movie, or a movie based on comics, yeah. of it just emphasizing the fact that Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. We talk about this dude who has mental health issues and growing up at a time, well, coming up at a time which he came up where he was part of the downtrodden masses that, that America totally didn't even forget, just cast it aside. Yeah, they were like, that screw were, that. That were downplaying that. So for me, I love the fact that they kept pointing back to the fact that this is a DC movie. This is a superhero movie. Yeah. Um, even though we focused on the person of um, of Arthur Fleck, this is the Joker. And the, even this, the, you know, the physically see the transformation of the Joker. Um, it was just awesome. It was overall, I thought it was an amazing movie. And I think it... <laughs> leaving the theater I said to my wife um, this is going to be in psychology classes and, uh, oh yeah they're going to pick this classes. apart like, they have to like because I, it's that yeah. good like I also feel like this is like a really good moment to like really reevaluate the kind of movies you can make comic book properties yes. into like they, they don't just have to be Marvel style movies like mm-hmm. they could be really impactful they can they be they could be deep character stories be... which clearly the yes. Joker is exactly. actually any of them could be deep character stories because these are characters that at any given point give anyone from this rogues decade. gallery for Batman yes. let's right. look at yes. the villains yes. like with Joker we are now looking at Arthur Fleck becoming like it's a Which about in it is. and keeping in mind that the joker is someone with no past and no ties and mm-hmm. no grounding to reality um so i think i think we just hit the nail right yes, on the head yeah. like one. so you could do this and this to me proves you could do it and you could keep doing it i mean even even then i guess this might be uh well actually before we shift uh thumbs up Oh yeah, no, I, I haven't it. seen it, Absolutely. but I, I I'm pretty thumbing it up. So looking at so looking at character studies. Yeah. With Razor Dion, the thing that put me in was the description I've been seeing online of imagine Superman story told from Martha Kent's eyes. Imagine yeah. imagine um I can't remember who else to use, uh, such such story told from their mama eyes. And <laughs> it's like and that's really what it is. So in many yes. ways it's an indirect or maybe it is a direct character study on this woman watching her child grow up. With superpowers, yes, and I think it was—I think it was done very well. For I mean, I only saw the first episode and I read the comic, um, and was just like, "Wow, this is this is good." Yeah, like that's how the comic was originally sold mm-hmm. to me. It was, oh, look at this single mom raising a superhero mm-hmm. and what she goes through because it's more her yes, story than exactly. It is. It's from her perspective, mm-hmm. and I think if we get a second season, we'll see more. I, so. I think we'll see more of Dion coming into terms to because what this is gonna mm-hmm. happen what yeah. what his life is now going I to be i do hope there's gonna be a second season only because that would make two superhero two black superhero tv shows in existence black lightning yep is the other one <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like it's still uh, right yes it's still right <laughs> so we haven't canceled it yet <laughs> Luke I'm like, oh, it's is, still going? Luke <laughs> Cage is canceled. He's, he's saving souls now and casting out demons and evil. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm sad because they're totally gonna, like, I, I, I have a feeling they're going to use those street level um heroes in the Disney Plus um 
eventually, but it won't. They'll, they're gonna recast them. And I'm like, they are. I was like, well, except for Danny Rand, they were all really well cast. So I was well said. That. Yes, <laughs> I agree. They should have so, had so, that so other. So you movie. read the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so comparing it to the first episode that you watched of the Netflix mm-hmm. series, like, did you see a lot of uh, similarities between? What, what they set up in that first comic to the episode that you saw? Like, no. there stuff that you could be like, oh, well, this, this is connecting to this well, type of stuff? Well said, yes, I think so. I mean, it started, I mean, the comic just uh, ultimately highlights her relationship with her husband. Um, whereas we don't see that in episode one. You see glimpses of it in episode right. one mm-hmm. um, because he's already gone. At this point, he's not. Okay. Um, the comic ends, I mean, the comic's been out for a while, so it gets not yeah, really spoiled. It's, it's, I mean, it ends with her the pregnancy test in her hand. Okay. Like the comic ends with her pregnancy test say, hey, look what's going on. Um, and that's it. That's okay. how it ends. So you see their meet up, how they interact with each other, how they start dating. And that's where we see Pat. We see Pat for the first time in there and um, and him being his buddy. Um, so, I mean, they all work at the same company. But overall, the character's still there. Okay. Um, and I saw the short film. When that was maybe like a couple minutes, not even. Um, yeah. I like the original cast, actually. I think the... The um the woman who plays the mother in the short film I like her a little bit more than I like the woman who plays uh yeah, in the TV show. I was, uh, that, it it kind of goes to my mind, like few I have like two gripes about it. Go. Okay, one, <laughs> the child acting is not great, but children <laughs> actors they're hard I know, though. but find some if there's a child who is the focal point of the I mean, show. He's struggling. He is struggling. He is struggling. He is he's struggling. And like they didn't do well on showing him physically what to do, so like. Like, like his movements when it comes to his powers are a little weird and spastic. But he's also a weird spastic kid. Yeah, you could you could, you could you could stretch it. I'm stretching like a pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm stretching it. But you could be like, oh, I mean, he's seven and doesn't have a dad and has a lot of also, stuff going he's on. Very immature. Like, Completely. And really annoying. And I'm like, very true, dude. I'm like, I have an eight year old at home. That's not what that's not how I had a son. I got a five-year-old, and my son's not acting like that either. And she would not nag me that way, like at all. Maybe, maybe because her voice is a little higher pitched, um, it throws me off. Because the woman who who they had cast in the short film, um, alto voice, um, even her home attire spoke to me because her home attire was she had t-shirt, sweatpants, head wrap on, but she tried to work with her son and try to teach him. The, 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 the roast of marshmallows and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was it felt like mom's at home with her kid, whereas this feels like a woman who has a child um, who's just kind of there because she's trying to do her career thing. Um, it seems like he's an add-on um, in this relationship, but mind you, this, I'm only in episode one, versus with the short film, it seemed the relationship was authentic. And maybe it's, maybe it's a child actor um, for, for the movie, I, I mean, for the TV also, show, like, I don't know. There's, there's like... I mean, there were a couple Don't times that I wanted him to kind of get whooped, whooped, like right. for real. Yeah. Like, so there are moments where, like, I'm like this is my mama. I'd already have. She'd already have the and belt. I, I feel bad for saying that, like, because there's not like there's any one way to be black, right? But at the same, and if there time, is, please give me the book. There seems to be like a lacking of culture. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like, there's certain like little things that did bother me, and and because the beginning is a little slow i could focus on it a lot so yeah i, I mean, mean I agree. I mean, that, but everything else i was fine i mean i agree with you because I me mean, i see it as the, i mean god rest her soul with diane carroll she was julia um rest I would in see, peace rest in julia. peace god rest her yeah. soul so i would see that sort of dynamic with her her kid versus like 
Florida Evans and her kids. I mean, yeah. you can see a clear difference in terms of the the if the emphasis and the infusion of culture, like you said. Like I said, there's no one way to be black, right. but there are aspects of black culture. You'd be like, yeah, where is that? I love yeah, how they have amazing. like kind of a and minor like, checklist. It's like, oh, she has her natural hair. Check. Oh, she said mac and cheese. Check. Like, <laughs> like also, yeah, like like yeah. this role, like, and I know not every mom is a good mom, but like all the good black moms I know, there's like this visceral protectiveness that is just in your veins. Like you, like that, I will kill you, you come near my kid kind of. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I didn't get enough of that from her. Mm-hmm. And I really needed you to be less afraid well, of your not, son not, and more like... And that was so <laughs> but, frustrating. That was so frustrating. But it's better. But, but, okay. but at the same time, yeah. though, like, like dude, you being a mom, though, like... You if, need to if, take control. If your eight-year-old kid all of a sudden could, like, make things float, like, you're telling me that you wouldn't be that... I'd be... I'd be concerned but here, and but slightly terrified but that's still your baby yeah but here's the thing mm-hmm. about um being a parent is right because i am I'm not. your your response has to be um gauged by how your kid you're not allowed to respond first and that is a thing that you learn pretty early on mm-hmm. is that no matter what your kid is doing you can't respond until you see how they're gonna you have to it. hold it Mm-hmm. Um, you're not allowed your own emotions on a situation until you know how your kid is. Dude, that's rough. It is. It's mm-hmm. like one time. It's a, <laughs> this is a funny story, but one time my daughter, she's about five years old. She's running down the hallway, right? She runs headfirst into a wall and bounces off. Mm-hmm. And hits the. So like you she, had to wait to see if she was gonna laugh this exactly. off, yep. walk away. Yep. Yeah, or... she hit the floor hard. Like she was like boom, boom, and I'm like, okay. Ooh. And I know I can't, because if I go, oh my god, are you okay? She'll cry. And yep. she'll be like, I'm hurt. Yep. Oh my god, yep. what happened? Yep. <laughs> but if I just sit there and hold it, it for just, a minute, just hold it. Mm-hmm. she might get up and be fine. Yep. And it's exactly what I had to do. Yep. No matter what they do, you're not afforded that kind okay. of response. You can't lose it when they're losing Oh god, and then this and mom, she's losing it. And, oh, he, made, he, made a, he made a Lego float. And I get it, you just lost your husband. Like, Life is stressful. Oh man, I'm and her sister, I love her sister. Yo, her She's all like, you so need to get your shit yo, okay. together. <laughs> as much as I'm criticizing the mom, yo, I was like, yo, you're being kind of mean. Yeah, for real, you're real mean to her. She's stuff. like, I need this scrub into surgery. I ain't got time for this. He ain't even sick. <laughs> It's like, girl, you were not in my apartment 20 minutes ago. <laughs> like, the fact that her first thought is that you're just crazy. And it's like, even if she was, even if she was seeing stuff, is that really how you respond to a family member in crisis? I mean, Yo, and the fact she's like, I might need to call social. So it's like, wow, you're going to call DCS on your own sister? Like, mm. could you at least, like, investigate a little right. bit more? Mm. Well, like, I think that's why she she kind of hit up um, John Ritter the second there and it's like hey could you like go like just show up and check on them <laughs> which has yeah. its own issues yeah yeah um, i'm yeah. only about halfway through it i'm going to finish it i strongly hope that we do see a second season of this because one i've i've really gravitated towards um these narratives where we're now kind of seeing the family unit of, yes. of the heroes like i mean brightburn I, I had high hopes for Brightburn as like a horror movie with a superhero twist in there. Didn't quite please you that it, much though. It had it had it had so much potential. And Just I was like, quite. oh my god, like yes, if Superman turned out to be evil, holy crap, we are screwed. We would be mm-hmm. screwed. Right? And like and I liked I liked that framing. 
but mm. it, it just the writing wasn't strong enough to finish yeah. out. I've, I've in definitely Burn. actually heard that complaint about it before. That's mm. and that's my only thing. Like if the writing had been just a tad bit stronger, I mean, yeah, I could have so, been so, so all hard. about that, you know. But but I like I really like that one where we're getting we get a superhero of color. We're getting a, a brown Superman potentially. Mm -hmm. We don't know what all of his abilities are going to be yeah. yet. But he has some great ones i mean yeah. once once he figures them out it's gonna be great mm -hmm. yeah no I, but i, I mean just, like, I, but i like that we we we're framing it here because you know being the other because like we're getting that duality of being the other being the outsider and then having mm -hmm. this specialness about you that now kind of makes you above potentially all of it and yeah. then still having to navigate that day to day like you know there's a there's an element where an, an altercation happens at school and this is something, I mean, I've walked through this particular situation. I, I imagine most of us on this board have encountered it mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they were setting it up, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, and this is something where it I'm was, not a mother and was, I and I dread so this not, aspect. It was so not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it was like point A, point B, up, here comes, here comes the event. That train's never late. Here it comes. Yep. Like, yep. And, and and I yeah. sat on bated breath because you know, like I said, I'm not a mother and one day I'm going to be. And like and I worry about how do I prepare my kid for the ugliness of the world that they sucks. have to walk into? It does. And I was wondering how they were going to approach it in this scene, and like, and you feel it, and it and it feels genuine in that moment. And I'm like, oh, oh. Like, that's the one time where the sister was mean that I was like, yeah, yeah. because. But do we want to have these conversations? No, but we we have to. Because we have to prepare. You prepare them. Yeah, you have to prepare your kids. But for ooh, did that hurt? And I was like, ooh. And now he's gonna be Superman and be like, you know what? I don't have to protect none of y'all. But he will. Because he will because he's, he's, he's he will better do better than that. He, right. He will rise above. <laughs> which is the lesson. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> Yeah, that's sometimes people beautiful. are just kind of jacked up, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. But you know, you still doesn't make you doesn't give you an ex. And it's funny, one of the random side characters you meet in this actually essentially puts that point home that just because we can doesn't mean we, we should. should. Yeah, we might mm. have the power to hurt somebody, but that's not who we are, and that's not what we do. Unfortunately, the person who that lesson was given to, I don't think is going to carry that on. You don't think you're going to Because this is a character, actually, this, that character in question actually leaves the cliffhanger for him at the end of the season. Ooh, and I'm not there yet, so. Ooh. So I won't oh, But I mean, I'm preemptively, I'm actually kind of giving this too. Like, this is really strong for me. Like, it hits all the right notes at the right time in my life too. I'm like, ooh. I can I can be down for this. I'm down for this. Yeah. Also, I mean Michael B. Jordan. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> we could give me more ghost him. That'd be fine too. That'd be fine. That'd be fine too. <laughs> we could also make him alive. Yeah, bring him <laughs> back. That'd be fine too. <laughs> Just more Michael B. Jordan. More always more him. Michael B. Jordan. You should always, <laughs> always be Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but yeah, like absolutely great. Awesome. I love it so far. I was hoping to have more comics, but at this point, I guess Lou probably don't see the point of doing I comics because it's kind of like, hey, we already got the show. Well, Why I do the comics? I have a feeling he made the comic as a, a pitch for a show or a movie. Uh, I think that was always the end game, yeah. is to make this mm -hmm. into a live action production of some kind. Mostly because there really just aren't that many heroes of color or even people of color stories in this particular genre. And I mean, I got to give um, Netflix their due for picking this up. Yeah. I mean, because I know they were hurting. 
uh, when when Disney and, and then with the the whole plan with the crap. But um, they've picked yeah. up some really good producers in yeah. the last like year or so. They mm-hmm. um what you call it? Michael B. Jordan produced this, by mm-hmm. the way. He was part of the um nice. production team. Um why'd you write yourself out, Michael B. Jordan? Well, he made himself. Well, he's the dad, right? Um, dad died for sure. So. But I'm like, for sure, more the dad. <laughs> well, like you see him in like the trail. I'm like, ooh, we're gonna see Michael B. Jordan. Also, the mom can't. Kid. The mom can't date anybody who's not at least equally attractive as Michael B. Jordan. Anything else is a downgrade. Well, I mean, I love mm-hmm. that they set that up. Was all like, he ain't even on my radar. It's like, yeah, because you had Michael, Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan. B. <laughs> you can't get no better, right? Like, I was pack trying, it up. You I done? Was, I was trying to explain that to my husband. Um, I was like, yo. I was Everyone like, else would be either a side, a side grade or a downgrade. There's no like, upgrade for Michael B. Jordan. Show me another man who can make a girl break her retainer and... Uh, well, Idris Elba, maybe. Maybe. But that literally did happen. Like, legit? Yeah. Dude. Like, that went viral after Black Panther came out. Like, the you know, the first time <laughs> you see him all, like, shirtless? Yeah. Hell Black yeah. Panther. So apparently it was this, an orthodontist posted this on, like, Twitter. Holy um, shit. <laughs> apparently one of her patients... <laughs> clenched her jaw so hard while she was watching that particular scene that she snapped her retainer. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have my issues with Black Panther. He, did, you he, don't, you don't he DM'd her, though. Oh. He, he reached out. He was like, oh, I'm sorry about your retainer. She's she like, like, don't be sorry. More or less, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he, he was like, can I pay for it or something? She's like, no. So you I can take me to dinner. She was like, that's why I have insurance. But, you know, if you're ever in blank area, like wherever she lives, she's like, if you could um, take like a picture with me, like come to my house and take great. off your shirt, mm-hmm. that'd be and fine so he, too. he did promise her the picture when he was mm-hmm. in the area. So I'm like, look at him. That's... And when his friend showed him, mm-hmm. so he was just like, wow, that's wild. Like, <laughs> she, like, legit. I don't, I don't know went, how none of the men from Black Panther didn't have, I mean, M'Baku, Thick mm. Daddy. Oh my God, them thighs. <laughs> tell those colonizers okay, okay. to be quiet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> anyway. Has he ad lived that whole thing, man. which is awesome. Oh my God. You gotta love a man who don't skip leg day. That's all I'm saying. And I love that he's like, I really like the opportunity to get be in this movie because, you know, my silhouette's not usually seen in movies as like a sex symbol. I'm like, oh no, you were you were you well were, seen. You were Sorry. damn sexy, and you. I saw you too. in IMAX and four ten eighty p in real four K. And, and, and she's still here. And I'm still here. <laughs> Did not snap my retainer, but that's neither. Let's <laughs> go off the rails. If I had one, <laughs> if I had one, that retainer be gone. It'd be gone. I mean, if you showed up at, as um as scantily clothed as Michael B. Jordan. But you know, I'm not trying to objectify a man or anything. With that being said, (laughs) I think it's time for us to wrap it up. (laughs) With that being said, we are actually running out. So. Raising Dion, I guess we all agree. Yep, I'll give it a thumbs up. We're good. Yeah. I hope that there is a second season, despite. Some tweaking needed. I think it's a good story. I think it's and solid. Solid. It's a, for the, for I, and I thought that when the comic came out, like it's a good story, and I hope mm-hmm. that they keep going with this. And I hope there's more stories like this. Me too. Hope Netflix keeps finding good um creators to yeah. make interesting shows. So yeah, right. Raising Dion. Yay. All right.
Let's do it on. Let's do it on social media stuff. Like hit up. Right. This was the geek down. down. Yeah. With <laughs> not Pat B. Like, this is the point where there should be like a photo that appears on the screen of Pat like bound and gagged in some desolate area. Hey. Oh, we should get. We, we get that in post. We get that in post. Um, <laughs> but no. I mean, so yeah. No. Like, so y'all know to hit us up on um. Was it Facebook, Instagram, all, Twitch, all, all the social them, media? All the social media. I think the only thing we don't have is the TikTok at this point. Essentially, all pretty much all podcasts on platforms. Providers. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Just search Geek Down. We should be mm. the first one. Mm-hmm. And thanks, guys, for coming in. Sure. Glad to be here. Thank you. It's been Great a Great show. Enjoy myself. All right. So, see y'all Bye. next week. Peace.